Jerome. <laughs> Gonzaga, the slipper still fits. Kemba Walker, step back. Walker, Cardiac Kemba does it again. Whoa, he has trouble with the snap. Hello and welcome back to the Campus Tour Podcast. We are on episode 8. Yep. We have a great episode in store. We break down the two teams fighting for a number one seed. We have a giant sixth man. We, we do. We are Cinderella teams this year and then we take a look at the weekend, our last weekend of games. Pretty crazy. Yep. We are going to start off with the big upset of the past week, Baylor at Kansas. Kansas hands Baylor their first loss of the season. They won 71 to 58. I just can't figure out Kansas. No, it's they're a crazy. team that's I mean, early in the year they struggled. Um I mean, Oklahoma State beat them by 5, which at this point and we'll get into it later. I mean, that's not a bad loss, but I mean, they got blown out by Texas by 25 points at home, and then they come back and beat, you know, Baylor, who I think's still a top five team in the country. Um, they beat them by double digits, so I, I just can't figure Kansas out at this point. I know. They, they are getting weird. I, part of this is like, David McCormick is all of a sudden like their best player this year. He at least he's the most consistent for him. He so is. you have to give him credit there. I really wasn't expecting that. And as much as I love Jalen Wilson, he can be a little inconsistent right now, which he's a freshman, so that I mean that can happen, but it's getting weird. I'm happy for McCormick and Marcus Garrett. Or Marcus Garrett specifically for his senior night. He um he gets fifteen or he gets fourteen, 14 yep. to cap his uh, great career at Fog Allen. So um, happy for him. Obviously, he was the one doing the bulk of the defense on Jared Butler, which was probably the big storyline in this one. The fact that Jared Butler didn't really score much. I think he had five points, and even then, that was like garbage points that he got. So I think COVID clearly had some sort of effect on Baylor. Um, Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the game next that they won where it looked kind of like they're starting to get their legs back. But for sure in this one, you could tell the fatigue kind of was there and they're start they're still trying to get themselves back. So Absolutely. I, yep. To- I, I feel fine about Baylor. Obviously, we just watched them beat West Virginia, so it's pretty easy for me to say that, but Yep, and we'll get into that. But um, yeah, so David McCormick, you touched on it. He had 20 points this game. Um, Big big takeaway here is Kansas had 42 paint points. Baylor only had 32, so that that was a big difference. Um, Jalen Wilson didn't have a great game scoring yet. He only shot the ball six times, had seven points, but he had... um, He's still, I mean, he's a guy where I think, you know, going forward, he yes. he's definitely going to be the star. Yeah, yeah, the for team. sure. He is the guy. And I, lo- I just love what he, I mean, 
he's going to be a double-double monster next year. I think so, too. And Kansas is a team where, I mean, they can score the ball, but, I mean, defensively, they're a fun t- I would say they're one of the top teams in the Big 12 for um, defense, and they're fun to watch. Um, so, yeah, yeah, we'll see how they are next year. But, yeah, very impressive win against Baylor. Um, look out to, for Kansas in the big dance, I would say. Yeah. Uh, and then we touched on this one, too. Um, Baylor at West Virginia. Took about two games for Baylor to get back to the home, their, their old selves. Uh, they beat West Virginia 94-89 in overtime. Yeah. Uh, big news here. They won the Big 12 Conference for the first time in 71 years. It's crazy. Crazy to it think It kind of about. puts it into perspective just how bad Baylor has always been. And Scott Drew took over a pretty bad program and turned them into what they are now. It's pretty pretty good job by him. Definitely agree. Scott Drew, I mean, he's a great coach. And, I mean, this was such a physical game. One thing that really stood out to me here, and I mean, I I just don't get this, but I mean, in regulation, both teams, West Virginia and Baylor, oh, had an terrible. opportunity, and they did it where I hate the, the, they the, throw oh it, God. you know, full court You're going to get me going, Brad, because that is my biggest pet peeve in college, but I don't get what It's worked one time, and it was in the national championship 25 years yes, ago. Yes, exactly. It never works. And I mean... There's I, 1.8 seconds. They're acting like they had they had to tip it in. There's uh, two seconds you can catch, dribble a couple times, and shoot. Look at Ben absolutely. Brust. He had two seconds. Yes. He caught the ball, dribbled, shot at me. I don't know why teams do that. I don't either. You don't even get a chance. Sure? No. You don't get an opportunity. And the biggest thing there was, I mean, West Virginia, it, it wasn't smart because you give Baylor an opportunity. Right. But Baylor's the one I'm going to really focus right. in on here where, you know, you're on your side where you're defending, and you throw it full court. And I think no it was it. Matthew Meyer where the announcer said, you know, you got to touch it. But, I right. mean, the the pass was way over way his head. Way over that. And he couldn't touch it. And, I mean, you're giving West Virginia a chance with, I think it was like 1.9 1. 1. seconds. Yeah. I think it was 1.8, 1.9. 1.8, 1.9 seconds left. That's enough time for a dribble and a shot yeah. where, I mean, it's – Unexcusable, but obviously, I mean, they played great defense, forced it to overtime, got the win. Um, Matthew Meyer, he was huge off the bench. Yeah, he looks like he belongs on West Virginia, doesn't he? He does. <laughs> yes. He got the full he mullet. white guy, got the mullet. Yeah. I was just like, I think that guy put the wrong jersey on. He, yes. He, I mean, he knocked down three threes, finished with 18 points. Sophomore Miles McBride, who I love. Personally, oh, I, yes. I think he's gonna, I've been talking about him all year. He's going to be a star. Yep. He had 18 only points. Sophomore. Yes, only a sophomore. Um, those two led the charge for West Virginia. Um, but I guess, too, like a, a star off the bench, which maybe it's a you know, theme for the podcast this week. You need to talk about him more. Yes. Taz Sherman, 26 points off yep. the bench, had shot 9 for 14 from the field and he's the guy where he's the third leading scorer on the team but he's only you know started in five games this year so i mean some players are like that where you know they they play better off the bench um but yeah he had a huge game another interesting stat here is west virginia shot 32 free throws shot 88 percent from the line 28 for 32 
And, um, I mean, that's crazy. And they still lost the game. Yeah. That was a healthy diet of Bradalytics right there. It was. It was. Yep. <laughs> no, I also had written down that I just I don't get why we don't talk about Taz Sherman more. I mean, he's he's more important to the West Virginia team than like I think I would I would even venture out to say Miles McBride and Derek Culver. I I think you could argue that, but. Um, but yes, yes, I totally agree. I mean, he's huge off the bench and I mean, if he doesn't have a big game, um, they're not getting a lot of points off the bench. So yeah, he definitely is a big factor off the bench. Um, I think we also need to talk more about Damian Mitchell. I, I, this is why Baylor is so good is because, so Jared Butler fouls out with, I think, Three or four minutes left in OT, I want to say. Tash Sherman draws a foul on him. He gets Jared Butler fouls out. And it it was like nothing happened. Literally, Davian Mitchell was just like, okay, my turn then. <laughs> like, I guess I'm the one that has to do it. And he did it. He did it down the stretch for him. And he, he's, oh, he's, I mean, he's one of those guys. We say it every year. There's a couple people who are like, he could be the star on Absolutely. 98% of yep. the teams. People don't really talk that much about him because he's second to Jared Butler. But if he was on 98% of the teams, he would be the star and we would talk about him. But he's accepted his role. He's always kind of played second fiddle to Jared Butler, but they complement each other so well. And then the second Jared Butler goes out, David Mitchell's like, all right, my turn. And that's what what I think makes Baylor so good. The reason why Baylor is so good is they're they're deep. You you got Matthew Meyer, but... Top three players. I mean, I'd go Jared Butler, then Davion, and then a big guy um, that I also think you know. I mean, he's the X factor of this team is Macy Oteague. Yeah. I mean, he's just a great player. And I mean, uh, Baylor they put up so many points. I think they put up like eighty-seven points per game. Mm-hmm. Look out for them in the tournament because I mean, even with the are we the, looking out for everyone in the tournament today? It was the, it was last <laughs> week's version of, yes. I think they could get to the Sweet 16. We're looking out for everyone in the tournament. I mean, yes. I, I think Baylor's one of those teams. Um, if you take some of the, I'd say, top five, top six teams in the country, they're a team where I, I really feel like they'll, they'll make it to April. Yeah. So we'll see. All right. On to the next. Um, Iowa at Michigan. Michigan beat... The crap out of them. This is while we were recording last week. We kind of covered it at half a little bit. 79-57, Michigan wins. Um, I mean, I think Michigan... I think Michigan is still my favorite to win the tournament. So, you're going to laugh at this. So, I have a note here. Due to the West Coast Conference, I mean, it's a weaker conference compared to the Big 12, compared to the Big 10. Um, I mean, Baylor lost to Kansas. Um, we just talked about that. And then a huge win over Iowa, 22-point win. I mean, a lot of people are starting to talk about Michigan being the best team in the country. Now, we'll get into it later in, in a little bit about, I mean, yeah. their game against Illinois, right. So, which I love because it just, it just keeps Parody. the field open. It's the opposite of literally every sport this year. It is. Football was just everyone who was supposed to win won. Everyone Absolutely. in baseball, the Dodgers, spent the most money. They win. Yep. Tom Brady wins again. And then you have college basketball here who is just like, I don't know who the hell is going to win. 
I mean, I, I think this year, out of all the tournaments, this is going to be a fun year because I think there's no clear-cut number one. I mean, we talked about it before, Gonzaga and Baylor, how we thought they were clear-cut. Um, right now, I wouldn't say that's the case because, I mean, Gonzaga's yeah. – They've proven themselves against, you know, top-tier teams, but, I mean, they haven't played anyone months. No. And um, Baylor, I mean, they're for sure a top-five team, but, I mean. Oh, they're for sure a top-three team. Top-three team. I agree. Um, But, I mean, West Virginia was close, and then losing to Kansas. Um, And I think the Big Ten, I I strongly believe it's the top conference. It could be. So Michigan won this game 79-57. to um, uh, Interesting stat here is they only shot six free throws. Um, in the Dickinson-Garza battle, I would say Hunter won this. He had 14 points, eight, eight rebounds. Sh- shot six for 13 from the field. Garza had 16 points and um, four, re- four rebounds. But um, he shot six for 19 from the field, which isn't very efficient. I think we're forgetting about one part, is that Michigan held Iowa to 57 points. And they average, like, I think a little bit over 80, don't they? It's up there, yeah. yeah I think it's They're around one of the top 80, teams in the so country. So the fact that Michigan held them to 57 is pretty pretty damn impressive. Um, and, and to touch on that, I mean, Weiskamp, he had... 11 points, Bohannon had 13, but um, from an efficiency standpoint, those two combined for three for 11 from three. That's which, so, you know, that's so unlike Jordan Bohannon. It's becoming a trend where, I mean, he, uh, guys like that where, you know, you're a three-point specialist, um, I've strongly believed uh, it's mental. A yeah. lot of it, over 50% is mental, and Jordan Bohannon, no ill will, because I would have loved him to come to Wisconsin. We didn't, we didn't want him to come to no, Wisconsin. No, they didn't. Um, and he seems me. not to understand that. No. <laughs> um, it's a very one-sided, like, one side broke up with the other, and the other side still wants the other one back. But the other it, side is like, oh, I kind of forgot about you. Sorry abs- about that. Absolutely. Because, yeah, he, he some of the things he says, and I mean, um, yeah. We're gonna take Trey. You go to Iowa, like all you have to do is be like, you go to Iowa, dude. Yes. Like, come on, what what are you talking about wanting to go to Wisconsin? Like, that you wouldn't go to Wisconsin. You go to Iowa, of course you would have gone to Wisconsin. That's why you didn't come here. It's because we didn't offer you, you idiot. I agree. Yep. But um, I will say something nice about Iowa. They're a lot better than I thought. I'll give them credit. They have been playing very they, well. They recently. had the hype of being a top five team, and they're not that. They're definitely not top five. But I kind of all year was being like, oh, I think they're like top twenty ish. They're top ten for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, I I would agree with their that. Their defense and is still gonna screw them over in the tournament. Their defense but. is going to be the reason why yeah. they don't make it farther in the tournament. Oh yeah. If I was any team playing in the Big Dance, I would not want to play a single team in the Big Ten right now because even the badgers that's that could be a different (laughs) different topic but i think the big 10 is so strong this year we've seen that i mean we talked about illinois and then we'll get into it you know very soon um well we can just do it now yeah let's get into it yep so illinois 
goes into Michigan without Io. They beat the Badgers, which we're not trying to duck any. No. We're not covering the, covering the Badgers this week because, honestly, we're at the point where the Badgers aren't relevant enough for us to cover. They just aren't, unfortunately. Yep. And so I was right here on my prediction. The one thing I will say is um, I did not – when I made this prediction last week – I wasn't anticipating that Iowa wasn't playing. Right. Um, I mean, Illinois, they seem to, you know, be in a groove now. They struggled yeah. earlier in the year. We talked about this, yeah, you know, before yeah. um, about how, you know, they had a players-only meeting earlier on. That always changes the season around. I mean, I love that, Derek. There's never been a season that hasn't been turned around by a players-only meeting. Because I've always been strong on this where, I mean, the coaches can only do so much. I mean, they can tell you what to do, but you really have to, you know, want it yourselves. Right. And you got to be a family. You got to be a team. You got to have the chemistry. I just wonder how many players-only meetings have failed that we just never hear about. I'm I'm sure there's I, been I'm a sure lot. I'm sure the Badgers had one this year. They, I hope they have because, good God, they I, need one. I mean, I hope I'd so. I'd love a players meeting only right now if they— The one thing I'll say with that is who's calling that meeting because I don't think we have a clear-cut leader. I think it's Brad. It's got to it, be Brad, right? Brad or Brad Trice. and Trice, yeah. yes. I agree. But, I mean, yeah, so focusing, you know, going back to Illinois, went into Ann Arbor and win by 23 points. They win 76-53. We talked about this, you know, before, you know, being on the podcast. And, you know, I've joked a lot about Adam Miller being the X Factor. But I think the real X Factor here is Trent Frazier. Actually, so now uh, they have two X factors. No, uh, actually, I I think Trent offensively, when he gets it going, um, Illinois, you know, it's tough to beat. Um, he had a really good game. Twenty-two. Yep, twenty-two points. Colburn, he had twelve points, seven rebounds. Um, again, touching on the theme for this week, um, with you know a player off the bench, um. I I think what was really impressive here was Andre Curbelo. He had 17 points off the bench, only 19 minutes, shot 8 for 14 from the field. Um, Illinois finished um, shooting 47% from the field, shot 6 for 13 from the three. Um, Yeah, very impressive game for them, I would say. We didn't didn't get the uh, Coburn-Dickinson matchup. No. Uh, Dickinson got into foul trouble pretty quickly. Second half, after they sat him down, he got a foul within two minutes again. Some of them were a little iffy, some were not. But we didn't get that matchup like we wanted to, so I'm not fully writing off Michigan here. I, I mean, I talked to them. I think they're the favorite still. Um, do you think Illinois has played themselves into one seed now, probably? You think they're the fourth, number one seed? I would say so. Yeah, I would, I would say too. so. A very heavy Bradalytics tip-off segment. Yes, sir. <laughs> now we move over to sixth man. I wanted to pick someone who kind of had a big March Madness. Um, we already kind of covered two guys who had really big March Madnesses. Yep. Um, so I'm with Greg Oden. This is going to be a little bit shorter because we only have one season to cover. But he is like a true sixth man where, unfortunately, the NBA career just... Did not pan out, but in college he was dominant. 
Um, they made a big run in 2007. Um, they did. Obviously got helped because he had Mike Conley on his team too, which was also his AAU teammate. But just that whole year was fun to watch with them, even as a Badger fan. It was pretty cool. Totally agree. Um, you say this is going to be a short segment. I could talk oh my hours about Greg Oden. So for the viewers here, I mean, we've talked about this before where I have, you know, DVDs of old, yes. you know, all-time greats in high school. And, um, you know, I had videos of Kevin Durant, Kobe Bryant, and then Greg Oden was in one of those videos. Also, too, um, you know this, but for the viewers, in the it was 2007, that Big Ten Conference Tournament, his only year at OSU um, in Chicago, I actually went to the Big Ten Tournament. Yeah. And funny story here. So um, for the viewers, um, my dad was never, you know, big basketball <laughs> fan. This is a good And um, my mom and I have always been, you know, diehard Badger fans. And so... We, he was at work, um, and he called my mom, and my mom came downstairs to my room, and she's like, <laughs> hey, Bradley, um, your dad just called, and he said um, he got offered Big Ten conference tournament tickets to this weekend, and she was like, but he thinks it's at the Cole Center. And yeah, I mean, she <laughs> she knew basketball. She's like, like three or four hours away in Chicago. Oh, it's not too far yeah. away, but she's like, she's like, it's not in you know Madison, right? Because he thought it was in Madison, and <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm like, mom, it's in Chicago. And she looked at me and she's like, do we tell him now, no. or do we say go along with it and have him get play, the tickets? Got to play dumb. Yep. And I'm like, yeah. Tell him to get the tickets. So he got the tickets. We went to it. I actually ended up meeting Greg Oden and Mike Conley and a few other players on the team. Um, got their autographs. Um, it was a great experience. Um, unfortunately, I mean, Wisconsin that year, uh, that Wisconsin team, we yeah. forget sometimes how good they were. They had Landry, Tucker, Chapel, Flowers, Cameron Taylor, Krabenhoff, Steamsma. I mean, we were just loaded. Made it to the championship, beat Illinois in the semis, lost um, 66 to 49 um, against OSU in the such championship. That's a Wisconsin score. It is. It really is. He started at Lawrence North High School in Indy, which we both love. Won um, three class 4A basketball championships there. Um, Another thing I'd like to touch on here is when you think of the top, you know, NBA players, you think of, you know, people coming from Texas, um, Illinois, California, but I think a lot of people sleep on the state of Indiana. Oh, yeah. I mean, sure. we've had Oscar Robertson, Larry Bird, Glenn Robinson, more recently, Eric Gordon and DJ White both went to Indiana. So, DJ I mean, White. The fact that you threw in freaking DJ White, he is a freaking <laughs> six man if I've ever heard one. He is. Yeah, I mean, he had a pretty good collegiate career, I'd say. Um, decent. But, yeah, so um, Greg, he was a parade... High school player of the year. Um, he he was co-player of the year. Can you guess who was the other player that year? Who In was, high school? Yes. You're going to love was this. Was it 
is it Durant? Because that's who he split. That's who was the player of the year for college. The As a Bucks year. fan, you're gonna love this. Oh Monte God. Ellis. Oh Monte God. Ellis. And so he won So many Bucks legends on this podcast. Yep. And so he won numerous other, you know, player of the year awards that year, was named two thousand six Indiana Mr. Basketball. Decided to go up to OSU. So Greg actually had surgery on his wrist um, in June before his freshman year. Sat on the bench during the beginning of the year. And you're going to love this. So uh, Greg finished first team all Big Ten his freshman year, his only year at OSU. Defensive player of the year. Um, I'll go on and say this. If Tucker, you know, wasn't in, you know... Wasn't playing in college at this time. Greg probably would have been Big Ten Player of the Year. Um, OSU finished thirty-five and four on the year. Um, I'll also point out one of those four losses to Wisconsin. Do you remember that game? I do. We won by three. Cameron Taylor had a huge game. He had twenty-five points that game, and that's the OSU team that. Um, you know, made it to the national championship, lost 84-75 to Joakim Noah, Al Horford, and Corey Brewer of Florida. He had he had one game this year, too, that I wanted to read. Just his, his stat line was pretty funny. He had 29 points on 92% shooting. And do you want to guess what Big Ten team it was against? <clears throat> Penn State. Iowa. Iowa. Just oh. classic Iowa. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> 92%. I looked too. It was like 15 or 16 shots he took. So wow. way to go, Iowa. That one's, that one's pretty uh, classic. He ends up averaging 15 points, nine rebounds that year, his senior year. Yep. Um, he was awesome in the championship game too. He had 25 12 rebounds and four blocks. And he was going up against Joe Kim Noah. It's not like he was going, up, who, who going against have... a schmuck. Yes, and who didn't have a great game because he only had eight points yeah. in that national championship game. Mm-hmm. Um, also, too, I'd like to point out where Greg Oden was one of those guys where you look at him, and, I mean, he's a freshman in college, and you're like, there's no way he's a freshman right. well, in college. Kofi Coburn right now is that yes. guy. You're just like, that guy's 28. Yep, totally agree. And so um, after his freshman year, declares for the draft, obviously. Mm-hmm. First pick in the 2007 draft w- over a guy from Texas. I don't know if you've heard of him. His name's Kevin Durant. Um, yeah, no, nope, never heard of him. Which, looking back at it, <laughs> major mistake here. But, I mean, injuries really kind of was the story here with, with Greg Oden. Missed an entire first season due to a knee injury. Yep. Um, in 08-09, he had issues with his other knee, actually, and a foot injury. Um, he continued to have injuries, only played three NBA seasons, played a total of 105 NBA games, averaged eight points per game and six rebounds per game, which isn't horrible but for you know the expectations for him right. it was definitely subpar i would say did you see who he had his first like big nba game against was it the box it was it was 24 points and 15 rebounds really I'm like oh my god of course the bucks yeah um i mean i i think he could have been a good NBA player, above average, if he stayed healthy. But I, I, I will go on and say this, where 
um, in today's era. Uh, over time, I don't think he would have been great because he's not a stretch five, and yeah, the game sure. really changed. Um, so um, I I do have to go on the record and say um, his last NBA season in 2013-2014 was with my Miami Heat. Go. He only averaged nine p- minutes per game in the regular season, saw action in three playoff games. Um, after this... Uh, we've talked about this before, you know, um, college stars coming back to college. Yeah. He returned to OSU for high-level training with Thad Mata, who I loved. I loved Thad Mata as a coach. Uh, in 2016, hired as a student manager to the OSU team, which we've seen that with so many, you know. All these um, guys we yeah. have on here, they end up back at the school. Yeah, no, I was feeling a little bit bad for him after reading all the knee injury stuff and then. I saw that he made $24 million, and I was like, man. You don't feel as nope, as bad. I don't really at all. Yeah. $24 yep. million dollars he barely ever played. So It's ridiculous to think with all these you know, professional contracts, the guaranteed yeah, amounts yeah. here. It's, it's just ridiculous. Okay, we are on to our next segment. Uh, we're calling this one Pick Your Minor. We're going to pick two schools each. Uh, that we think could make a Cinderella run in the tournament. I'll go first. Mm-hmm. My first team is the last Cinderella team everyone probably thinks of, and that is the Fighting Sister Jeans of Loyola, Chicago. Okay. <laughs> okay. I am only a lot worried that the Badgers are going to have to force to play him again after we played them once and beat them, which is probably the Badgers' best win right now. But somehow, I know the Badgers are going to end up playing them and going to lose. But people might remember there is a very goony center on the Final Four team, and his name is Cameron Crutwig. He is now a senior and just dominating the Missouri Valley Conference. It's funny because when I think of him, I think of you know high school, senior year, I was at a tennis tournament, and... Um, I see this guy who's, you know, overweight and it's like, this guy can't be good at tennis. <laughs> and you watch him play and he just smacked a forehand. And I'm like, holy crap, this guy's actually good. <laughs> I mean, that's the same way here where, right. I mean, you look at him and you're like, this guy can't be good, but yeah. he is. I mean, he he's just sneaky good. It's I the mean, Frank factor. You just it like, is. You don't expect it because the way he looks and all of a sudden you're like, whoa. And that makes you more dangerous sometimes because, I mean, I think teams at this point, you know, with film and stuff, obviously have heard about him. Right. But, I mean, I think you don't really – you still don't respect him because you're like, oh, this guy isn't athletic. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, he he really proves you wrong. So, Yeah, I kept saying when the Badgers were playing, I'm like, he's going to clean up in men's league in 15 years. He's oh, yeah, He's going to have two knees oh, yeah. on. He's going to give everyone the work. He's yep. getting 15 points this year, six rebounds, three assists, and a block per game. So a lot of it is what he's doing. Beyond them, they just have a lot of depth. They have five guys that average seven points or more. Um, so pretty balanced. Um, and then five of the seven rotation guys are seniors, which we kind of learned from that last Loyola team can really help. If you have experience on your team, it can help make a run. Yep. Yep. Agree with that. Um, so for mine, my first team is Drake, actually. And so Drake. Drake. Yep. <laughs> 
And so Drake is currently 24 and 3. They're in the NBC conference. Um, they actually didn't lose a game until February, which is crazy. Um, a team where, and I know Kansas State, I'm not going to act All like right. Kansas State is a great team, but I mean, that was a big resume builder for Drake earlier for in the Bruce year. Weber. Yeah. They won by 10 in their season opener. Um, they also, I know they lost, you know, they split the series, but they beat Loyola Chicago by one point all in right, overtime. All right, all right. You're forgetting that they played back to back. Come on, don't be throwing dirt on Loyola. Well, we'll, we'll throw this out there then. <laughs> We're forgetting that for both of those games, they played without Shinquan Hemphuel. Nailed it. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong. <laughs> Stuck the landing. I know I did, but he was there. He's their leading scorer, 14 points per game. So I still think that's impressive. Um, this is a balanced team. They have four players averaging in double figures, eight players averaging over seven points per game. Um, last time I checked, they were 48th in the country in points per game with 78 points per game. Um, they also have a top 40 um, defense in the country, um, which can be huge in the big dance in March. So look out for Drake in the tournament. I have another high-scoring team. So my last team wasn't super high-scoring, but going off of your pick, um, these guys average 80 points per game. They are the Winthrop Eagles. I love this pick. Out of all the teams we're talking about tonight for, for mid-majors, yeah. I think they could really I do, too. I, I like their chances. They're 21-1 and one so far. Yep. Uh, they're just running through the Big South. But much like Loyola and how you touched on with Drake, very balanced. Um, I mean, their highest scorer, Chandler Vaudrin, he's only averaging 12 points a game. He's also averaging seven uh, rebounds and seven assists this season per game. So the seven assists is pretty impressive. Yeah. He's, he's also a forward. So. Yeah. Um, and I have a reason for you to like them, Brad. Oh. <laughs> he just perked his head up. They have a guy from Milwaukee on their team. What's his now name? he grew up in Milwaukee, but he played high school in Arizona, so that's why you probably haven't heard him. And his name is Adonis. Adonis. Um. Oh, what's his last Adonis name? Adonis Arms. Okay. Do you know where he played in Wisconsin? I have no idea no where idea. he played. I think he grew up here and then moved. Okay. Like um, Marcel on Virginia, much like that. Okay. I'll so have to look him up he, off there. He was on the Juco route for two or three years until he transferred to Winthrop. Um, but he's a pretty good player. He's really okay. fun to watch. Um, so keep an eye on out for him if you want to root for your Wisconsin guys. I know Brad will be. But like I said, fast-paced team, chuck up threes. They shoot about 24 threes a game, and they shoot around 35%. So they're not shooting it well, but they get enough enough volume shots that a third of them go in, you're going to get a lot of points. So look yeah. out for them to be shooting and chucking the ball up a lot. I did want to note my side piece this year, that my third on the list that I would have touched on, is South Dakota State. I love watching South Dakota State. They're fun to watch. Um, shout out George Marshall. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so lastly here, I have um, Belmont for my last pick. I mean, they always seem to own the OVC. They're 24-3 and three as well. Um, struggled, actually, recently. They lost their last two to Eastern Kentucky and Moorhead State. 
Again, a very balanced team. They have six players that score over nine points per game. All starters average um, over double figures. Um, they're led by Nick. Again, excuse me um, <laughs> for the last name. Mazunski, um, who averages 15 points per game. They're putting up 18 points per game, winning by a margin of 13.3 po- points per game. Is Leestow not leading their team in everything? He is not. I, I believe, and don't quote me on this, he averages a little over three points per game. I think he gets about hey, 12 minutes per we game. We love it anyways. Yeah. For, for the viewers, this is a guy, Mitch Listow is a guy who is on Belmont, who actually went to our um, old high school, Wanakee, Wisconsin. Um, he's a pretty good player. But, um, yeah, so uh, focusing on Belmont again, their team, they shoot the ball well, 50% from the field. If they get the right draw, I mean, with all the teams we said here, if they get the right draw, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if we see any of these four teams in the we second week. second weekend? Maybe, yeah. yeah. I love some second weekend talk. Yep. Okay, we'll just touch on the last weekend of games now for final period. Texas at Oklahoma. Both teams very desperate for wins right now. Oklahoma's on a three-game losing streak. Texas is still scuffling a little bit. Um, They're also right next to each other in the Big 12 standings. So this is going to be an important one for their seeding in the tourney. Uh, Last week, I said that Texas Tech was too good to be under 500 uh, and called that they would beat Texas. That was correct. I'm going to do it again, but with Oklahoma. Oklahoma is too good to lose four games in a row. So I'm going Oklahoma here, Boomer Sooner. Okay, yep. So what I have here is, I mean, Oklahoma, I think, they, I mean, they didn't play well no. defensively against Oklahoma no, State. No, they didn't. Um, I think they're the better defensive team here. They are. They need to box out better, this um, is true. especially against Texas. You can't give Texas second chance opportunities on the offensive end. Um, Oklahoma, the Sooners, they're not a team that fouls much. Good free throw shooting bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I'm going to go with Oklahoma here. If um, Texas has a chance, they're going to need to see um, – uh, more distributed scoring effort from everyone. Yeah. Yes, Greg Brown, I am calling oh you out. So not just one player, but yep, I, I have Oklahoma as well winning here. All right, we're both on Oklahoma. Next up is another desperation matchup. Yeah, Got man. all the desperate teams coming down to the wire. That is Duke at North Carolina, another rivalry. We talked about Kansas being the most confusing team. I personally think it's North Carolina. They literally last week, so they go out, they lose to Marquette at home. Then they get down by 14 against FSU, which I had FSU winning or on, on the cover, so that yeah. hurt my wall. UNC comes back, beats FSU. Then they go to Syracuse, and they lose at Syracuse, and none of those results make any sense at all. It so doesn't. good luck trying to figure out North Carolina in March. <laughs> I would like to point out for once – um, you were in on FSU winning that game for once. I actually called yeah, it right. You I, shouldn't have. I have no idea. I yes. was like, this is going to be an easy bet, like at half, and all of a sudden, first I half, look it looked UNC that way. Just came back. Yep. 
So um, focusing on Duke here, um, they lost by seven against Louisville. Um, before that, and before you know losing to Georgia Tech, on a four, they were on a four-game win streak. Um, Duke needs you know to win this game to boost their chances of making the tournament. Same kind of with UNC here. Um, Duke's the Blue Devils. They've been shooting the ball better. Matthew Hurt, he's really looking like a star, like we talked about before against Louisville. He had 37 points. If Duke continues to take care of the ball here and does not allow UNC to get fast break points, um, I think they'll have a chance here. Um, UNC owns the boards. Um, they're second in the nation. Last time I checked, behind Coastal Carolina in rebounding margin. Um, so while I think Duke's going to win this game, um, I think this is going to be a grind fest and it's going to be a fun one to watch. Yeah, we both hate when we say this and I, I really do think this one just is coming down to who wants it more, who needs it more. Oh. I unfortunately think that's Duke right now. Like, I agree. They're desperate. They're more desperate. So I'm going to go with Duke. Unfortunately, we're both riding Duke here. Last one, big time Pac-12. We didn't forget about the West Coast. No, we did not. They just weren't really fun to watch for a little bit. But now we're back because we've got a big game this weekend. USC at UCLA. Pac-12 championship basically on the line here. I'm a big UCLA guy, obviously. They sit up atop half game over uh, USC and Oregon right now. They've won four of their last five. Now, did any of those teams that they beat in their last four or five look any good no no but you still gotta win your games that's what they did you know me i'm hammering ucla baby let's go the best blue blood in college basketball okay yep so i mean ucla they're the better free throw shooting team here which you know yeah i'm big on that because i'm old school usc on the other hand i think they have a stellar defensive team um they can take away boards and um they score points in the paint um if ucla can shoot the ball well from the perimeter and get some offensive rebounds um to give themselves second chance opportunities i think that will be big however i think evan mobley and usc is too much here i'm going usc Boo! <laughs> go bruins baby all right uh that is our podcast today we hope everyone enjoys their last weekend of college basketball before the tournaments begin. There were the mid-major tournaments started today, a couple of them. I watched Fordham versus George Washington today, and it was terrible, and it was awesome, and I loved all of it. Shout out to UW-Milwaukee, who made it to the Horizon League yeah. semifinals. Beat the one seed. They were down, I think, at one point by 20, came back to get the win. Um, you know who was big on that, who showed that on social media, Patrick Baldwin. Uh, um, so hopefully, maybe, uh, maybe that's, you know, a sign that, you know, he's going to be a Panther for next year. I love year. that. Yep. So I hope everyone enjoys their weekend of college basketball. Go follow us on social media. Tell people you know who like college sports about us to go take a listen to our podcast. Um, and we'll talk to you guys next week. 